0: Hello and welcome to SNC Critical Insights. Today we will discuss our thoughts on the future of European capital markets activity and in particular how issuers can be prepared for open windows. I'm Carsten Berat, managing partner of the firm's Frankfurt office and co head of the firm's Capital Markets Practice. Joining us today are John Horsfield Bradbury, partner of our London office, and Christian Janetsky, partner of our Frankfurt office. One of course, big topic, topic uh, for for every successful capital markets transaction is being prepared for open windows. At SNC, we are working with a number of issuers who need to raise capital now. However, others may have a longer time horizon, as we discussed, and simply want to be prepared for when, uh, when a window opens. John, what should issuers be doing now to ensure that they are ready? And are there any lessons that can be learned from companies that have gone through the capital raising process in the past few weeks or months?
1: Thanks, Gotham. Uh, I think it is critical for a, a European company that's considering access to the US markets, whether on a registered 1 or 144-up basis to consider the disclosures that their U.S. competitors or, or comparable companies are making. you know, If you take the hypothetical where a U.S. company discloses uh, risks and contingencies that are applicable to its business, especially if that's in areas that the SEC has indicated are critical for investors, if a European company doesn't have such robust disclosure and undertakes an offering in the U.S. and, and then one of those contingencies um, comes into effect in a COVID world, uh, then that does would provide an easy roadmap for a plaintiff lawyer to bring a claim in under the U.S. securities laws. So I think there's value in keeping track of companies' disclosure in the U.S., especially as the U.S. companies start to publish their 10 Qs in which they're required to update their risk factors. Uh, Changing tax, another point that needs to be borne in mind are the relevant relevant corporate entities that will need to provide approval uh, for any financing. Of course, this is always the case. Um, I think companies have been good about providing frequent updates to their boards about the impact of COVID-19, but maintaining that discipline, and in particular, including updates on potential financing needs in the state of the market will be important, especially if, as I mentioned before, an issuer may be considering new kinds of instruments that are novel. Um, obviously, it goes without saying, as, as markets move quickly and unpredictable, there can be a significant benefit in being ready to access them on short notice.
0: Sure, totally, totally agree, John. Christian, one other key question that we often get in times like today is, how could issuers adjust their transaction structure, especially for IPOs, to address the current situation?
2: Uh, well, look, I think I think the the big the big challenge um, on any IPO transaction uh, coming out of the crisis is going to be valuation. Um, uh, you know, investors are going to be, um, uh, historically have after crisis, uh, are going to be looking for, um, for, uh, higher, uh, IPO discounts than they might otherwise. Um, issuers, um, will be coming off of, uh, you know, doing the offering on, on the back of Q1 or Q2 numbers, which will be, uh, in many cases, uh, negatively affected by, uh the crisis um and uh, related lockdowns and 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 so obviously that's going to put a lot of pressure on the valuation analysis and so in that context what people are really going to be looking for is flexibility um interestingly you know as a US lawyer uh I'm often struck by um the difference between the US and the European market in this in this regard in the US uh it is uh it is uh you know you can price uh, above or below the range uh, you can you can, you can upsize the deal or, or downsize the deal within relatively generous parameters without uh, needing to go to the SEC or, 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 or obtaining any form of uh, uh, approval. Um, uh, in Europe, of course, that's not the case or often not the case uh, as uh, changes of the type that I just described. Um, uh, would typically require an amendment to the prospectus, which has to be approved by the competent authority. And at least on the downside, um, going, um, uh, late in the game, uh, to reduce the price range is, um, often, uh, a death knell, uh, for, for, for the transaction. And so people, uh, w- are going to be looking for ways to make changes um, including last-minute changes, or to in, 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 and to increase increase flexibility. In Germany, one of the things that we see um, uh, is uh, transactions which are done um, uh, using uh, what's referred to as an upsize option. Uh, so the transaction is perhaps scaled back in terms of its overall size going out, um, but with a view to potentially increasing the transaction um, in a pre-approved form. Um, uh, in the event that the market demand is there and the green shoe would then come on, on top of that. Um, 10 or 15 years ago um, when um, uh, in Germany there was uh, frequently, because of grey market trading, pressure put on price ranges um, such that deals were pricing below the range uh, or sometimes because of the approval process necessary in that case being pulled. Um, uh, we, people came up with a technique called uh, the decoupled approach, where you go out without a price range, um, uh, and, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, add the price range, um, in an, in an amendment to the prospectus, which, which is sort of pre-planned, um, three or four days before pricing, um, in the hope that that way you'll be able to, um, uh, build, uh, a, a momentum in the market without having a price range out there that people could attack. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully resulting in, 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 ultimately in a higher, in a higher valuation. Um, I think overall deal sizes are probably going to come down. Um, uh, I think uh, certainly the PE, uh, PE exit uh, sponsors uh, may well be looking um, uh, at the, at the prospect of, of post lockup uh, secondary transactions at a higher valuation uh but off the basis of the listing that they would have achieved at at the lower valuation earlier in the game. Um, that that I think is on the on the IPO front what I would what I would say.